cowardly new world where fear has forced billions of people into submission to a do-what-I-say government, intelligence and reason seem to have taken a total back seat to obeisance and willful blindness. This newfound loyalty to totalitarian tyrants has certainly afflicted all classes of people. It spans the full IQ spectrum and all education levels. In fact, it afflicts both the rich and the poor, and it appears to make no distinction even between the Christian and the atheist. What is most interesting, however, and perhaps most disturbing, is the fact that even the medical field has been completely duped into genuflecting to the lords of pseudoscience. As we faced the total mutiny of some medical practice. I am disturbed about this, and because of that, I think it is very important to discuss what I call the sickening saga of doctors not treating the sick. Now, we do live in a new crazy world that doesn't seem to make any sense, and what I don't want this to be today is a whining session. What I would like to do is to dig in a little bit and explain what is going on here. You are listening to the radio show Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Today, I want to dig in a little bit deeper to try and get a handle on exactly why we are at this point in American history where doctors are now openly and blatantly refusing to treat the sick. It's actually been happening for a while. Now, a doctor refusing to treat the sick is an oxymoron. Doctors are created so to learn how to heal the sick, how to alleviate pain and suffering, how to improve one's physical, emotional, mental, and even spiritual quality of life. To have a physician who decides he does not want to treat the sick is sort of like a plumber not wanting to work with pipes and fittings any longer, or an electrician suddenly refusing to handle anything with electricity. It simply doesn't seem to make sense. So how exactly have we arrived at this point in our lives? Even those few remaining doctors who actually practiced medicine in the golden years have suddenly tossed out all their great experience and their skill in diagnosing and treating illness. Why has this happened? Well, I suspect in a nutshell, it's because sound medical practice simply has no appeal whatsoever in the brave new world of government-run medicine. What we now have is a disaster. And this is exactly why we are now witnessing this sickening saga of doctors who refuse to treat the sick. Now, you're probably thinking that I am specifically talking about treating COVID patients, but um, not necessarily. You see, the abuse began long before Corona mania ever actually started. Remember that we have had big pharma around for a long time, and their one big push is to make money. 
they have therefore produced a glut of Me Too medications, uh, medications that are extremely expensive. They are based on very weak studies, which are poorly designed studies. And these medications, which are so touted to become miraculous drugs, are heavily promoted. You've seen the television commercials. Talk to your doctor and see if this medication is right for you. And then they go on to list all of the potential adverse side effects of the medication. And that scares the heebie-jeebies out of you. Well, they are forced to do that by law. Unless that has recently changed. I'm not aware of it. But if we go back, we have to go back a little bit further, beyond, well beyond the days of Corona mania. Uh, for example, we have the government fabricated opioid crisis. Now, when I say that, I don't mean to dismiss the uh, aberrant treatment of patients by these uh, bad apple physicians who would give opioids out like candy simply because it was a moneymaker for them. Yes, that did go on. There were very few of those physicians and those doctors have been quickly removed. They are no longer a problem. Of course, anyone who went to an emergency department experienced the exact same problem. They would hand out opioids like candy and give you a month's supply of it for a one or two day need. And that was a mistake. The honest truth is that very few physicians have had any significant good training in the good practice of pain medicine. You have to realize in the fabricated opioid crisis that there has been a tremendous pendulum swing. It was not all that long ago, perhaps 20 years or so, when physicians were actually being sued for not prescribing enough or a high enough dose of opioids, um, and they were allegedly refusing to treat pain. And so uh, because of that uh, response, uh, there was a new, I don't know if you would call it science or perhaps pseudoscience, but a new line of thinking went like this, give them all the opioids they want because you're not going to create drug addicts. Unfortunately, this was tremendously abused and many patients suffered as a result of that. In the course of my pain medicine practice, I saw and treated many patients for addiction who began their addiction path um, resulting from a prescription from, say, a dentist for uh, treating a toothache or something of that sort, something very simple, but it started the cycle. Now, actually, that does not happen very often. And we need to realize that the current rise in drug abuse is occurring at a time when physicians are being completely quashed and threatened by medical boards for prescribing any opioids whatsoever for any reason. And this has now resulted in much suffering among chronic pain patients who simply cannot find any physician to treat their pain. This is a travesty. This is part of the sickening saga of doctors not treating the sick. But the pendulum has now swung full back the opposite way, and now opioids are considered taboo. And that is despite the fact that we have a few extremely good medications, such as buprenorphine for chronic pain, 
And even methadone for chronic pain has been good so long as you respect reasonable ceiling doses. But there is no reasonable ceiling dose for either buprenorphine or for methadone or any other opioid in the current scheme of things in medicine because opioids are now declared bad. And that declaration is based completely on pseudoscience. Yes, the rise in drug abuse has continued, but where is it coming from? It's coming from open borders, from drug cartels, from online opioid markets, such as receiving fentanyl from China. And of course, the rise in drug abuse and drug opioid uh, and opioid overdoses specifically have greatly increased because of the pandemic reaction, specifically lockdowns where people are isolated and become depressed and anxious and give up. And now there are no physicians to treat chronic pain. This is a travesty. See, opioid addiction is an extremely rare problem among chronic pain sufferers. And pain management can be done correctly. Opioids do have their place in the treatment of chronic and severe pain. Yes, opioids too are a gift from God that can be used in the right way to alleviate a whole lot of suffering and to tremendously improve quality of life. But when there are no doctors who are willing to prescribe it because of a fear of repercussions from rogue medical boards, we do have a problem. And since doctors have been targeted now in a very big way, patients are therefore deprived of the benefit of some very good medications that can be extremely helpful if used properly. I would cite to you also the confusion that goes along with the opioid crisis, because it's a great example what, uh, uh, with what is going on with the COVID-19 response. Confusion reigns. Take, for example, the Oregon travesty. The Oregon Medical Board is now actively seeking to remove all physicians who treat chronic pain with any opioid therapy whatsoever. And how are they doing this? Well, the same way that they're confusing things with coronamania. It's all based on the pseudoscience of pain medicine. It's based on bias. It is based on political incentives. And these all result in good people being refused effective treatment. What effect does it have on actual drug abusers, people that want to play with drugs to get high? Absolutely none whatsoever. But listen to this. At the same time that opioids and opioid prescribing has been completely made taboo, our Marxist governor of Oregon, Kate Brown, has also legalized the use of methamphetamine, cocaine, heroin, and hallucinogenic mushrooms. Now, some would say, wait a minute, that was, that was settled at the last election, right? People actually voted for this stuff. And I would say to that, come on, you got to be kidding me. This is more voter corruption. Kate Brown is the one that instituted these new legal, legalizing of these 
recreational drugs. And what did she do at the same time? She has been effective in targeting physicians. She has been instrumental in depriving pain patients of a good benefit from good medications. But at the same time, Kate Brown also funded an increased number of addiction treatment centers. So what is she doing? She is telling pain patients that they can no longer prescribe pain medications because if they do, their careers might be ended very swiftly. And that is exactly playing out in Oregon right now. And while she's doing that, she has also legalized the use of illicit drugs and some very harmful and the most dangerous of recreational drugs, methamphetamine, heroin, cocaine, hallucinogenic mushrooms that make people crazy. And at the same time, she has authorized funding for additional treatment centers. And then what do they do? They make safe medical treatment for severe pain unavailable. What's the result? Well, we see an increase in suicides and we see overdoses escalating. We see pain patients who are more dysfunctional than ever. They are depressed. They are filing for disabilities. They are completely dysfunctional. They live a life that is out of control simply because of their chronic pain that now can no longer be treated. Does it make sense? Does it make sense to target good physicians who know how to treat pain while at the same time declaring legal the use of very high-risk recreational drugs? No, it makes no sense at all. And for that reason, must remember something that is very, very important when we are trying to make sense out of our world. Whenever things don't seem to make sense, all you have to do is think in evil terms, and then it will make perfectly good sense. And this particularly does apply to the COVID pandemic response. And so when we're trying to answer a question like, why are doctors now not treating the sick? Why are they just coming out and flat out saying, I am not going to treat you if you have not received a vaccination, which is not a vaccination, or I will not treat you because you have an acute viral illness that could be kind of devastating to some people with comorbidities, uh, such as problems with emphysema or asthma or any kind of an autoimmune disorder, what is going on with that? Why are we seeing things that don't make sense? Well, this is what I want to really explain today because there have been some changes that have been occurring all over the, perhaps at least the last decade and maybe the last 20 years. You see, once, not that long ago, perhaps 20 years ago, um, doctors did receive classic medical training. They learned how to take a very good and accurate history from the patient. That means asking open-ended questions about what they are feeling and then asking some directed questions that will get to the answer so that the patient will actually tell the doctor what is wrong with them. And then 
In that classic medical training, doctors were also taught how to do a thorough and complete, as well as a focused physical exam to get at the diagnosis. And almost always a good history and a good physical exam would allow a good physician to arrive at the proper diagnosis, whereby he could treat the sick patient and hopefully heal them. But this requires skill and it must be taught. And then the use of diagnostics such as labs or imaging such as MRIs and CT scans and things, they would only be used to confirm a presumptive diagnosis based on the history and physical exam. So that was the classic physician who received classic good medical training. Now, gradually, over these past 20 years, there has been a gradual transition, and there has been less emphasis on examining the patients. For example, if you go into the emergency department today, there's a very good chance that the emergency department physician will not even lay hands on the patient. I had this occur to me many, many hundreds and hundreds of times. I would simply ask my patients, did the doctor do any kind of a physical exam whatsoever. And sometimes this was for shortness of breath or chest pain. And the doctor would not even listen to the heart and lungs. He would not even look at the draped patient to see if they had leg swelling or to see if they were overly hydrated, dehydrated, or had other signs of illness. They simply pop their head in the door, say what's going on, and then order a rash of tests. No complete history. No physical exam whatsoever. And this transition has led to gross incompetence among doctors. How in the world could something like that happen? The new medical training that doctors now receive involves learning how to play the new game. That's what's going on. There's a whole new strategy now that serves the goals of a political endpoint. And doctors are now taught how to follow the quote protocol, end quote, which ultimately actually means to reduce the population. That's what we are seeing happening. The increased survival of a patient and the improvement of quality of life of a patient are no longer the end goals in the scheme of global politics. I believe it was a little over a year ago, I actually had a really awful experience. Um, I was sick with a severe, very severe viral gastroenteritis or stomach flu. And this occurred while I was visiting in Arizona. I'd gotten myself worn out. And this occurred just days prior to the pandemic being declared. I went into an emergency department in a local Phoenix emergency uh, department, and I had no complete physical exam whatsoever. And I was severely dehydrated as a result of this condition. I mean, severely dehydrated, and I was suffering uh, with bouts of diarrhea, with bouts of vomiting repeatedly. And do you know what I received in that emergency department? I had an emergency physician who was kind of young. I would say she was probably no 
more than 30 years old, and she could not diagnose severe dehydration. And the treatment I received was extremely poor. I was told that, well, we have our protocols to follow. Now, let me tell you, a trained monkey can, ha can follow a protocol. It doesn't take a skilled physician, a doctor who has received years of medical school training, followed by years of residency training. It doesn't take any of that to follow a protocol. But this is exactly what the new breed of physicians seem to be doing. And then there are the new hospital protocols. And what exactly do they do? Well, they control treatments. That means that they sometimes limit treatments. They withhold certain treatments from you that could be extremely beneficial. And they are being forced to follow strict therapeutic regimens. And this effectively eliminates all decision-making by physicians. If A, then treatment A. If B, then treatment B, but no thinking any hired hand physician is going to suffer under this kind of a hospital protocol. And what exactly is left if the science and the art of medicine are gone? What you have is a disaster. See, following the protocol requires heartless, uneducated, trained monkeys. And that's all that is required to follow a protocol. If these kind of protocols are now the standard of care in the emergency department, can you imagine what the standard of care on the floors of the hospitals would be? And in fact, if government now controls medicine, that is exactly what they will produce, an absolute disaster, and don't expect to receive good medical treatment. I recently attended a people's rights meeting in Salem. And at the end of the meeting, after I had spoken uh, just very briefly on the topic of informed consent, um, I was approached by a college senior who had just applied to medical schools. And she was at the point of tears. She was very upset and very disheartened. And she was asking me for advice. What should I do? Because I've already applied to medical schools, but I don't like what I'm seeing. She sees the writing on the wall and she understands where she is headed. And this is not where she wanted to go. She actually had the desire to be more of the type of the classic physician. She said, I wanted to learn everything, how to do everything so that I could go on the mission field and help my people. And I wanted to know how to treat people, how to actually diagnose illness. Now, this was disheartening for me because I had to tell her the truth of the fact is that most potential candidates for medical school are way too smart to even consider going into medicine these days. Now, think of what this will do to the quality of medicine. The smartest people are actually choosing not to go into medicine. And so, therefore, what kind of people are actually being recruited now to satisfy the government goals of medicine? 
And what effect does this actually have on existing physicians? I have to tell you that that candidate medical student was very depressed. She, she didn't know what to do. And what advice did I have for her? I really didn't have any good advice other than to perhaps consider even a foreign medical school. I would refuse to go to medical school in any American school at this time. They are not being taught. Even my alma mater, Loma Linda University, has caved. They have drunk the Kool-Aid and they are now mandating things and using protocols that are sinister. The NIH protocol for all hospital admissions. This is really sad. But what effect does it have on the existing physicians who are using these protocols that are mandated by CEOs, by money-making hospitals who have a, an agenda to follow the government's mandates. Well, the first thing that goes, and it has to go, is loss of critical thinking skills. Doctors simply have forgotten or have lost the art of physical diagnosis of any kind of injury or illness. They just don't know what they're doing anymore. And it also forces a doctor to abandon his Hippocratic oath, if the oath is even taken anymore. And I really question whether it is or not. How could anyone take the Hippocratic oath unless they are a hypocrite? A lot of patients are now seeking home remedies. Some are making their own batches of hydroxychloroquine because they can't get a prescription for it. You can't get it in Oregon. Some of these home remedies may be very beneficial and some may be very harmful. I have had a few patients who self-treated their diabetes, for example, with whiskey. It did not work very well. Many home remedies have worked quite well. Ginger for nausea, for example, and zinc for cold and flus. Many people claim that they get a benefit from this. And if it works, use it as long as it's safe. But patients now are looking for alternatives to the hospital-based system. We have the American frontline doctors who are heavily treating COVID patients, and they are overwhelmed. Thank goodness the COVID numbers are now declining quite rapidly. That's a good thing. But what's it all about, this saga of doctors not treating patients? How did we get to this point? And what is driving it? And that's what I am going to get at after we take this short break. And then I will further discuss how we can address the issue and make it change. I'll be right back. back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa. 
award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. AmericaOutloud.com is the alternative from the agenda-driven globalist. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On-demand podcast or real-time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. back. You're listening to Dr. Steve Latula on Unity Without Compromise with America Out Loud Talk Radio. Today I am talking about the terrible, sickening saga of doctors who are not treating the sick. And actually, it's even a little worse than that. Why would doctors refuse to treat early patients who are sick with a viral illness? There's no good reason for it whatsoever there is very effective early treatment. If you go into the hospital after you have been told to hibernate in your home to isolate or quarantine yourself for being sick and then come to the hospital when you are deathly ill, what is that? How can any medical system promote such a, a, a journey in pathology? Something so dangerous. Where did it come from? Well, actually, what is driving this thing is multifaceted. It is a multifaceted government strategy that actually accomplishes the goals of Marxist, socialist, communist governments. Number one, they are destroying your freedom. Number two, they seek to actually reduce the population. To ignore this is ignorant. They want to increase their wealth and they want to increase the power of elites. And they are working together toward this very end. Here's how it progressed. It began with the idea of socialized medicine. Remember, socialized medicine has been practiced in many other countries for years. But in the United States of America, it officially began in earnest with Obamacare. It was the lead-in to socialized medicine, and this is what actually started the demise of many independent physicians. You see, for socialized medicine to happen, you have to get rid of the independent thinkers, the people, the physicians, doctors, and nurses, and nurse practitioners, and PAs who actually think for themselves, who actually read the medical literature and follow the best science, those kind of people have to go. And so how do you destroy them? You make practice extremely difficult for them by reducing reimbursement, by increasing the cost of practicing medicine independently, 
by placing burdens on them so that they can hardly function for the sake of filling all the squares so that they can be accepted by the new government or the new government standard. Well, that has taken place and Obamacare actually devastated an awful lot of physicians. Oh, sure, you were given the promise by Obama that you would be able to keep your own doctor, but those were false promises. And what we have is the stage being set at that time for a government takeover of medicine through these kind of lies and by an unsustainable medical system such as Obamacare. The word Obamacare itself is an oxymoron. It progressed further, this um, saga of doctors not treating the sick because of constraints on approved drug formularies. When I treated patients who were, had signed up for Obamacare, there was a very limited number of medications, many of them ineffective, most of them the worst of the worst in their class for treating any disease condition, and we had no other choice. And of course, these patients could not afford to pay over the counter for any of their medications to pay out of their own pocket. And so their health began to decline from that point on. There were selective treatments based on cost containment. And in the private sector of medicine, we saw decreasing reimbursement, as I mentioned, for doctors, which leads to fewer doctors wanting or being able to care for these patients. And during the time of Obamacare, during the eight years when Obama ruled as dictator, we saw a great number of physicians declaring bankruptcy. They simply could not afford to stay in practice. Can you imagine such a thing? There was an increasing denial of all kinds of medications, followed by a denial of diagnostics and treatments, other treatments that were simply refused, and they would be refused by people who had no knowledge whatsoever of medicine, they were simply following a protocol. So the quality of medicine went to hell in a handbasket and gradually prior authorizations came into being and these were a way of putting up a wall between the doctor and the patient so that they could not find or get approved the treatments that the patient needed. This about destroys a doctor who knows what he's doing because everything is based on the protocol and the one who's saying yay or nay to the treatments or the, to the diagnostic uh, uh, elements that we need to come up with, a, with an accurate diagnosis, we are at the mercy of a bean counter sitting behind a desk, a person with no medical knowledge whatsoever. And they make the decision for the patient. So what this progressed to, this Obamacare, was playing God. It was a form of political triage, preferentially treating those who comply with government mandates. And that's where we are going now. Do as I say, not as I do. And if you don't do as I say, you 
will achieve nothing. You will not be allowed to do your job. And that's a real horrible thing to actually even think about, especially in the field of medicine. So what is the field of medicine now all about? Well, first of all, it's about making money. That's the number one goal. And that's why the recommendation was to no longer call patients patients, but call them customers or clients. And perhaps that's why all of a sudden doctors who were called doctors are being called providers. What are they providing? Well, not good medical care, but the best doctors in the current system are those who make the hospitals the most money. And the question is, is that really a choice by the doctor or is it something that they are actually being forced to do? You see, the single biggest uniting factor among politicians is making money. And so it is with big business moguls. Making money is everything. The God of this world is money. Remember, the Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. You will choose one or the other. You will love one and despise the other. And Big Pharma has reaped huge vaccine benefits just from the so-called COVID vaccines. The estimates from the vaccinations, the immunizations uh, from Pfizer are at about $15 billion for 2021. Moderna, $18.4 billion and J&J at about $10 billion. But the estimates combined for Pfizer and Moderna for 2022, would you believe is $93 billion? Do you think that they are going to stop pushing the jab in children, in the very elderly, and everybody in between? Yes, they will push this. They will make it harder on you in every way they can if you choose not to get the jab because it makes them money, and money is their God. Now, Merck, merciful Merck, a pharmaceutical company has come out with a new COVID-19 drug called malnupiravir, uh, rather, and that's about $700 per treatment compared to hydroxychloroquine, which is about $37 per 100 tabs, and ivermectin, which is about $30 for 20 tabs. Big money causes a lot of tyranny. There is also the promoting of the agenda of the current COVID narrative for ulterior motives. Remember, Corona mania is not really about a virus. The virus is simply a vehicle to achieve an end. And what is that end? What is the real COVID narrative? Well, number one, it's population control. Deaths to date related to COVID are increasing. There is an ongoing, quote, pandemic, although the pandemic itself is long over. COVID-19 no longer exists. It has already mutated many times. But you still see COVID-19. You're seeing people getting jabs with the COVID-19 vaccine, and the virus no longer exists. Why would they do that? population control. The pandemic will guarantee that there are more deaths to come via booster shots, 
via the lethality favoring hospital protocols such as remdesivir. And there will be persistent illegal deprivation of early treatment with cheap medications that really work because when you deprive people of treatment, people die and population control will be achieved. And that makes the elites very happy. The current COVID narrative also includes the specific destruction of America. Now, we are seeing it happen. We have seen it happen. The economy has been tanked. It is all but destroyed. Health, the entire healthcare system is gone. You cannot talk about health in a government-controlled healthcare system. It just doesn't happen. Destroy the psyche of the American people. That's part of their big agenda. Get the American people depressed. Get them feeling hopeless. Let them have their drugs, their methamphetamine, their heroin, their cocaine, their hallucinogenics, their alcohol. Let them have that because those will further put them into a state of despair. It will make them more hopeless and therefore more willing to comply and more dependent on the government system. Yes, if we can discourage all the American people by scaring them and by confusing them, we can take away their freedom and then we can destroy America and the destruction of America is essential for the global reset. The World Economic Forum's 2030 agenda is an evil one. Remember the dictum of the World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and be happy. The government will have absolute control of your life, your thoughts, your words, your actions, and all of your resources because you will own no resources. What the global reset is, is the quintessential welfare state. It is a state of complete dependence on the state for your very existence. And in such a state, rest assured, logic is an enemy. Truth is a menace. And reason is something that must be denied every person. This agenda actually began a long time ago. Remember Henry Kissinger, some of you who are a little bit older, I quote Henry Kissinger, he stated, depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world, except now that has expanded and those words apply to the entire world, never mind just third world countries. Humans have suddenly become a liability. Humans are disposable. A human life is worth nothing. And wiping out 90% or more of the world population is now to be considered an asset, a benefit. And that is tragic. But that is exactly what they are hoping to do. Perhaps one of the saddest things to me uh, to deal with every day is knowing that the medical field 
will play a huge role in this depopulation game. Remember that victory for Bill Gates's war will require the full cooperation of physicians and all their accomplices. Now, I have a great deal of trouble ex- just accepting that. You'd think this would be a huge problem for the Bill Gates types, but it's not. It has not been a problem. That bothers me. Where have all the good doctors gone? The doctors with a sense of morality and ethics. Uh, Well, I know that many of them have retired early or quit simply because they couldn't take it any longer. They felt they had no other choice. And so who's left? Well, mostly the hired hands. Many of these have been trained in the new system of medicine, and they're worthless. Only recently have we seen doctors actually refusing to treat patients because of a status of being vaccinated or not. How in the world can this be? Is it brainwashing? Is it pressure from employers? Is it a personal choice? Well, yes, it's probably all three. Brainwashing goes on when you are repeatedly told a lie every day, when you are told this is the science and you don't read the real science for yourself, suddenly you start believing the pseudoscience. When your employer, the CEOs of the hospital say, do our protocol or join the unemployment line, um, there's a lot of pressure in that because doctors have families to raise too. They have personal goals to achieve. There are some doctors who are just plain evil. And yes, they may actually choose to follow the party line because they have an an evil agenda themselves. Refusing early COVID treatment to patients is now a standard policy in America in organized medicine. And hospital-based lethal treatments, such as remdesivir, remember that causes multi-organ dysfunction, This was initially advocated by the fraud Fauci in the NIH protocol. And doctors most gladly were willing to use this despite the fact that they knew the lethal outcomes that would result from this treatment, so-called treatment. And now we're seeing the instituting of new Jim Crow laws, segregation based on vaccine status. Only this kind of segregation actually has life or death consequences. Recently, the University of Colorado hospital system has been denying organ transplants for unvaccinated patients, and even organ donors are now being declared ineligible to donate an organ if they are unvaccinated. What's the logic? Well, let me assure you, it's not based on anything in truth. There is no supporting science to justify such a rash response. It is never to be justified. This is right out of the Nuremberg horrors. There's a few remaining independent physicians and there aren't many left, but they are banding together. And I would cite the American frontline doctors as our prototype, but the American frontline doctors, all of us are being labeled as misinformers by the woke system. Remember, My license was taken from me because I was declared a misinformer and therefore dangerous to society because I was practicing sound evidence-based medicine. And so what are we doing as independent physicians? We are fighting a strong resistance battle, but we who defend science are very few in number. 
the only docs who are actually focused on early treatment, the frontline doctors are actually saving millions of lives of COVID patients through the early treatment. It works extremely well. And unless we can separate from organized medicine and defy these rogue medical boards that support the Marxist wish list, our days are numbered. But you're talking about diehard patriots here who daily practice obedience to God rather than to man. And that makes all the difference. So this story today and this discussion about doctors not treating the sick, although it sounds like a nightmare straight out of hell, it's not the end story. You see, the day has come in America when doctors are not only refusing to treat the sick because of their vaccination status, but also are refusing to treat illness, refusing to treat viral infections early, refusing to treat chronic pain. And what else? How far will this go? The day has come in America when doctors themselves are treating in hospitals with using ineffective and highly limited COVID protocols, some of which are extremely dangerous to your health. The day has come in America when doctors are literally allowing themselves to dummy down, to be silenced, and to believe a lie because, first of all, they don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to be censored or intimidated by peers and supervisors. After all, they have a reputation they want to protect. They also fear the medical boards who are now absolutely committed to destroying all doctors who question or challenge the narrative or who follow the best scientific evidence in the course of their medical practice. What's happened? Good has been declared evil by the system. And this sickening saga has very serious consequences. We must be able to identify it. As we are now seeing happen, the results are devastating to our nation. And yes, even to the world. People will continue to avoid seeking any Medicare due to this distrust. And this will lead to more fatalities, more deaths. The planned catastrophic effects of the COVID inoculations will further escalate. We have only seen the beginning of the badness resulting from those inoculations. And this will occur despite a likely decline in COVID variant virulence over time. That's what happens naturally in the scientific world. And we're already seeing signs of this right now. The number of cases in the world are dropping rapidly, with maybe one or two exceptions. What more, though, can we expect from a government-run medical system? It's not hard to predict. We're going to see more refusals to treat other chronic illnesses, chronic disease that must be managed. We will likely see the results of this new gain of function that is now occurring with Ebola virus. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Where will it all end? This could be disastrous. We have already seen the extinction of all informed consent. You no longer are being given a choice of treatments in the course of your, your body, your health. 
you are going to be told what to do, not offered the uh, options of treatment. There will be further forced experimentation again. And it's not going to end with just a jab, but also with surgical procedures, with new so-called medications and new, quote, guidelines. And these will lead to our demise. Think of the Holocaust. That's the direction we are going. We are absolutely living in the times of the second Holocaust, but this one is global. So how can we fight this? Well, it's a process. People are rising up all around the world. And in America now, more and more people are standing. And I do firmly believe that we will see a revolution. It may be the first world war revolution, revolutionary war, and we will see perhaps the second revolutionary war taking place soon in America. I don't see that as a bad thing when things get bad enough. But what can you do for yourself? Well, number one, stay healthy. Physically stay healthy by exercising. Practice good nutrition. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables and avoid the junk foods. Get adequate sleep. And by all means, avoid poisoning yourself with drugs, with alcohol. Take care of your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Stay healthy emotionally. Try to strengthen family ties. Connect with friends. Give someone a call that you haven't spoken to for a while. Take some meaningful quiet time every day. And don't forget the benefits of humor. Laughter does good like medicine, the Bible says. And it is good to laugh. And we have to learn to laugh even in the face of tragedy. And by all means, keep your perspective on life. Make the best of your life. That is a choice. And we always have a choice. And last of all, but really not last, stay healthy spiritually. Know God by reading the Bible daily. The Bible the, contains the words of God, and this is the bread of life. And with that reading of the Bible, do some praying and pray every day. Pray about everything and learn to live a life of faith and take action. Connect with other patriots. Stand your ground together. Because when we do that, we are very strong. Be determined to be informed and commit to exposing evil. Resist it and fight it and don't be silent. And last of all, how do we fight our freedom? The keeping of our freedom? The return and restoration of our freedom? We must never, never surrender our weapons. Those weapons are a gift from our nation's founding fathers against tyranny. And that gift came through their insight and wisdom, which was based on the Bible itself. In the end, finally, we must always remember that Christians will have the victory. But what happens in the meantime totally depends upon us. We can alter the course of history. We just have to trust in the Lord and fight like hell against the prevailing evil. And that includes doctors who refuse to treat the sick. When you understand the dynamics of why doctors are acting the way they do, don't think that you cannot influence your doctor. You can. Speak up. Speak the truth and speak it boldly. Some of these doctors are lost souls unless they repent. You see, in the end, we 
only have ourselves to blame if we fail to act and if America crumbles. We are accountable only to God in the actions we choose and in the words that we speak and even for our thoughts and beliefs. And this is why daily Bible reading is so crucial. We cannot have the mind of Christ if we do not learn what is the will of God. And that is exposed in the Bible. And remember, apart from God, we can only have the mind of Satan. And that always leads to destruction, however sweetly camouflaged. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. I am your host, Dr. Steve Latulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I hope that you have an understanding of what doctors might be going through and why they are acting the way they are. Please make a difference this week and may your life be a gift back to God for the life he has given you. May you be the best kind of patriot, a real Christian patriot. Have a good week. Until next time, adieu.